Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Oh, I don't need to count, do I? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's still fun to count. Yeah. People like counting. I, I love counting. Do you like going higher or low up? Or do you like counting down or counting up more? I like counting up. It's more fun. Yeah. I like counting down to a finish line. Like, I like the idea of a finite. Like, I like, I like zero a lot. Right. I always get nervous counting backwards, though, because I feel like something weird is going to happen. Like, I was kind of traumatized by hide-and-seek when I was a kid. Well, oh, because of one, two, three, ready or not, here I come? Or ten, nine, eight, You had to count down from ten, and then yeah. when you turn around, everyone's gone, and you're all alone. And then I was, like, the youngest kid on the block, and I was really easy to make fun of because yeah. I was a total nerd, and, like, I rode a tricycle until I was eight. Yeah. So, like, kids didn't love me. Well, before we get into how traumatized and how bad it bad of like a childhood you had uh-huh. um hide and seek is pretty fucked up i've never thought about how dark of a game it is yeah when you turn around and everyone's just gone and then you're all alone and yeah yeah and then you have to go find them but they don't want to be found yeah like you're my friend but i kind but of don't want you to it's, see they weren't my know, friends who, my oh, neighborhood the neighborhood kids were home. like though they were like so good at hide and seek that they would just yeah like find places where i wouldn't find them mm-hmm. yeah so it was like existential hide and seek. It was like uh, Garfield without John. It was like hide and seek with nobody hiding. It was just me seeking. Yes. And them being like, nope, still not here. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Jay's knocking like just went the fuck home to Fletcher Street or wherever. And I was like, where is he? God damn. Yo. Yeah. Hide and seek is dark. Yeah. It yeah. Made, made me nervous. So I like counting up. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about comedy, culture, cooking, cannabis, calling shit out. And counting. And counting. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So, when you finally busted on to a two wheeler, was your dad or somebody teaching you how to how to balance and like doing the whole thing? Were they oh, holding no. your seat? No, no, no. I like graduated to a full on bike when I had already learned how to ride everyone else's bikes, but I just didn't have my own bike. So I was like, good. I hopped on that thing and I just went. Yeah. I didn't do, I don't remember how I learned how to ride, but I never had training wheels on my bike. That's cool. Yeah. Because usually you just go from tricycle to a bigger tricycle to a right. bike. But right. you cut out the middle man. I think so. Middle person. Yeah. Is that how you did it? No, I did the whole, my dad held on to the back and my wheels went all over the place like a newborn deer on ice and I fell a bunch and cried and he was like, get up, you little bitch. Whoa. And then, well, that's, that's, not, that's how I heard it. Okay. So intense. <laughs> yeah. Your dad seems so, no, so nice. Like when I met him, <laughs> yeah. he was he was so nice. So Yeah. Until it came to bike riding, that was the only time I saw that dark side. Oof. Yeah. He stood over me and he spit in my eye terrible terrible but i now i can almost ride a bike so it's cool <laughs> now that i finally learned how to ride one i just want a lime scooter everywhere and not even pedal no more well they're so fun yeah i mean you feel like free wind in your hair i love it did you know ring around the rosie was about death yes i did it's You've about pestilence me... and plague so yeah. many of them are well happy passover to all of my plague heads out there oh yeah 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Totally. My God. All the childhood games, huh? Yeah, all the childhood games. It's an interesting time of year to talk about all this stuff because Passover, Easter, mm-hmm. uh, my birthday, your birthday. It's like all, all traditions and things that make me think about being really little. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, Passover was always a, um, a family affair where we would all gather around the kitchen table. We'd usually have like two or three other couples over and do a big service that was led by my dad with a very abridged, abridged, abridged version of the Seder. Like I have some friends who would invite me over and they would be doing four hour long you know, bottles of wine. So it seems fun, but you realize that like it's a four hour service. There are a lot of ra- like readings. It's a lot of reading. And yeah. by like glass three, you're like, oh man, I'm just going to give you like the bullet points <laughs> of this prayer. I'm just going to say, yeah. um, Lashana, and then we're going to move on. And then I'm going to hit you with a Tova. And then we're going to be done with this one. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it was always like, it was that first time I remembered where, have you been to a Seder before? Only one, and I loved it so much. You did? Yeah. Oh, great. I loved okay, it. cool. Because there, did you have the moment where it's the plate, and each piece of the plate represents a different thing? So you have like bone marrow, parsley, yes. and you dip your finger in the water, and you're like, plague. And you say all the horrible things that oh. you're kind of reminded of no the seder i went to didn't mm. do that like there were specific things that we had to eat at specific times yes but i never did that okay that sounds so intense but jewish holidays are all like super bummers they're bummers <laughs> like you're atoning for all of your sins for the year you're um reminded about why you have a mezuzah on your door so that black death would pass you by you have the only cool one is when you pop open the door for elijah and that's basically inviting a weird stranger into your house to drink all your wine and then dip. <laughs> Maybe I'm Elijah, now that I think of it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a, it's wild, man. That's so wild. Yeah. I mean, I guess like there are some things on the Easter tradition that are like a little lighter and more fun, but when you think about it, they're pretty dark as well because Easter is like, as the Christian holiday was co-opted from pagans, which is why, you know, so much of the symbolism like the egg yeah. uh, exists, you know. So that's think about it like as a as a sort of co-opting by christianity of of something else that can be kind of dark it can Um, be but they're both also um i always had a lot of fun on these holidays i mean i'm happy to be quarantined with you and i'm happy to connect with people through zoom and stuff um i've been seeing a lot of zoom satyrs a lot of like zoom uh easter celebrations with mimosa and chocolate eggs and so it's been lovely um for but i do find it fascinating that as dark as something like the underbelly of something like Passover is, it is a communal familial celebration that you leave feeling drunk, full, happy, and kind. Yeah. And that is kind of, to me, what hide and seek was also to just draw a parallel. Nice. Because you find your friends and you're like, ah, and you find each other and you're celebrating. There's a weird parallel going on today. Yeah. I I always loved Easter because that was a time when I would get to like do all of the sort of like Easter egg hunting and all of that fun stuff. And it was one of the few times that my family would occasionally go to church and the service was always incredibly beautiful. It wasn't like overly long at the um, Anglican church that we would go to. It was like gorgeous music and I loved the building. Yeah. And that always made me really happy. And then we would go home and we would eat an Easter dinner that my mom would make and it was always so good. Traditional ham? A lamb. Traditional lamb. Yeah, with mint sauce, which is something that I feel like doesn't get served all that much here, but it's a very traditional like English lamb with not mint jelly, but mint sauce. Okay, because I was assuming it was the 
not the what jelly. I've always heard of. No. I like a chutney was what I was picturing. But no, that's not it's the like case. A, almost, it's sort of like a vinegar consistency almost. And it's called Cross and Blackwell was the brand that we used to get. And it was like super, super, super minty and like a sweet vinegar. Ooh. And, How's um, the lamb prepared? Just like leg of lamb. Roasted? Roasted. Yeah. And just all those juices sitting in a pan. You come home from church. The whole place smells amazing. Yeah. And then my dad would always stand over the pan and like do the finger dip into the like drippings of the pan. It was just great. And uh, yeah, we would eat lamb and we would have mashed potatoes. And then we would usually like sit around and, you know, just drink and tell stories and sing songs. And this is beautiful. Really nice. yeah. See, that is what it's about. Mm-hmm. Dark times, but you make your own beautiful weather. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, did you... When you went to the Seder, um, did you ever do like a puff puff Passover or anything like that before? No, I know I've never done. That's a, the I mean, best. I love an infused dinner. I love a weed dinner, or like a dinner where there's pairings, any kind of dinner where there's you know great people enjoying weed alongside great food is the best. It's but awesome. Been, it makes matzah a... tolerable to eat. It makes gefilte <laughs> fish reasonable to smell. Like getting super high and doing a puff puff Passover. That's the move. You went to one. Right? I went to one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it was like what two years ago now. It was such a such a blast. Just long tables of joints being passed back and forth over the long Harry Potter length tables and uh you know and well that one was catered by Holden so the oh. food was like crispy chicken thighs and banana ice cream like it was just delicious so good so much better than if I were to host a Passover Seder and get real high I'd be like here is some butter it is room temp so you can take the matzah and spread it briskly through the stick add a sprinkle of sea salt you're welcome. That's so good, though. It's so good. I mean, like a, a well-buttered piece of matzo with a little sea, sea salt. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. It's truly. Yeah. We grew up making matzo pizzas, which I loved because um, matzo is trash, traditionally. For anyone who's, who might not know, matzo is oh. just unleavened bread, right? Yes. Because yeast is not kosher? Uh, well, the story that I know, and I don't know if yeast is kosher or not, but the story Did is... Did I just like guess the dumbest thing ever? No, because you might be right. Um... So maybe the smartest thing ever? <laughs> I just said that and then I was like, no, wait, dummy. They were in the desert and they couldn't make... Sorry. So you say, um, please. So, but, but yeah. So um, because you're in the desert, you just had to cook on flat rocks and hot rocks. So it's unleavened bread because that's what they had walking for 40 years. Oh boy. My bad Jew is coming out in waves because i don't know all the yeah, stories they were in the anymore. desert for a generation weren't yeah, they yeah 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 oh i'm embarrassed now well no i think i it is 40 days or 40 years in the uh old testament yep yeah and so yeah so that's it's like to remember where we came from um through that's what this dinner is really about it's nostalgia it's reminding um remembering your history through food which is of course to me the most beautiful thing in the world you know, it is time travel through that shit. You can time travel through unleavened bread. That's Truly. remarkable. It is remarkable. Yeah. It's amazing. So um, what? Well, I mean, I'd never have gone to an Easter deal. Uh-huh. I always just saw uh, girls in pretty dresses and plastic eggs that could have jelly beans in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was a black jelly bean, like my day would be ruined. Get out of here, licorice. Yeah. Get mm-hmm. out of here, licorice. Mm-hmm. But I know. But what else? Like, what does it look like on an Easter Sunday for most people? Well, if you're in a very Catholic or Christian place, like I was in Newfoundland, it was, you know, it's as big, if not bigger, actually, than Christmas. And so oh. people would, you know, like spend the whole day, you go to church, you get super, 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 super dressed up. And then um, the dinner happens like mid-afternoon. 
and um, yeah, and then you just stay home because it's a it's a holy day. It's a sacred day. It's not a day to party. Really, it's not not where I'm from in Newfoundland. Like it wasn't a big day where people like go out to the bars afterwards or anything. Like at Christmas, you can go out and get hammered with your friends. But right. Easter, you kind of hang out with your folks and. Is there is there school and class on Monday? No, Easter Monday's a holiday. So you like it, and Good we, Friday sometimes. And Good too. Friday too. Mm-hmm. So like, because I feel like in St. Louis we definitely all got hammered Easter night at like yeah, because nobody had school Monday. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Oh, but from where you are, it is a thoughtful time to celebrate. Uh, yeah, I mean, the religion. You know, cool. sure. It wasn't necessarily in my family. We would usually like just hang out and watch movies or whatever but yeah yeah it's when jesus comes back correct it's the easter sunday is the resurrection yes okay yes. three days in a mm-hmm. cave right they move the rock mm-hmm. he's gone mm-hmm. and then he pop back in david blaine style like hey i'm out here again sure <laughs> yes i'd be a cool pastor come on you'd be awesome yeah you'd be really good at it i would i would go to your mega church a mega, church. a mega church. Have you been to one? No, I've only seen pictures and I go down the odd internet rabbit hole every once in a while because I'm so fascinated. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the uh, mega church pastor, pastor, say it for me? Mega church pastor. Mega church pastor. Mega church pastor. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard. Who uh, eradicated Corona through prayer? Uh, yeah. I've with his seeing, hype man? I mean, I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, it I can't was, even go there. It's it was remarkable. Much. Okay, we don't have to bring it okay. up. Damn, sorry. Um, oh, I was going to say, though, other other Easter traditions that we had when I was a kid that I absolutely loved were um, making Easter eggs, and you would, like, take the egg, and we just saw this on Bon Appetit. Um, who blew the egg out with the straw? Claire. Claire. She was making um, gourmet Cadbury, Cadbury cream eggs. Yeah, and so, like, you can actually blow the egg yolk and white out of an eggshell and preserve that, and then you boil that in food dye. And then you cover it in wax. No, sorry. You cover it in wax and patterns, and then you boil it in food dye, and then you peel the wax off, and it makes these beautiful patterns. So I can learned you how do, to Can dye you do eggs. this step by step again, please? I'm having trouble following. You make an egg shell empty by blowing egg yolk and white out of it through with a straw like Claire did. Right, but do you empty. drill tip? You hit it with a drill tip? Uh, we did like a little needle point, like just with a tink, tink, tink. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then when you have the egg, uh, just the egg shell, you can sterilize it in boiling water. And uh, then just working very carefully, you cover it and coat it in wax. And then you use a pin to draw designs on it in wax. And then you drop that whole thing in a dye bath. And then when you pull it out and you take the wax off, there are beautiful patterns on it. Wow. Egg dyeing. It's very cool. It's very, like, for me, connected to being little, sitting at the table with my mom for hours and just putting out all these beautiful painted eggs. That's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's a really cool thing to do. What a beautiful afternoon of arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. That's so nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Huh. What yeah. was your favorite color egg? Uh, the multicolored ones, the trippy psychedelic how do you do, ones. How do you do that? I thought because each color... You could like kind of sit one in a bath on one end and then like use tongs and then dip it in the other end. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's a whole world out there. It's amazing. It's like tie-dyeing <laughs> eggs. I was yeah already into it at like six years old. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some Shark Tank contraption out there made by two moms from Atlanta, Georgia that like made egg dyeing mm-hmm. um, like what you're talking about, but they have a kit. But like an as seen on TV kit. Yeah, for, for sure. For there's, egg dyeing. Yeah, there's a kit for everything. It's amazing. <laughs> you're all dressed up today too for Easter. I am all dressed up for Easter. Thank you. And also because we had a very special guest. Yeah, we and did. And I uh, knew that I was going to be on screen with a diva. So She looked fabulous. She does look so amazing. So yeah, yeah I put on my uh, Monique Luthier. It's a... Uh, Couture. It's not couture, but 
I like it. You look great. Thank you. Couture. Couture. <laughs> when the richer you are, the more R's are in the word. Mm, couture. <laughs> I just like the way I mean there's a reason that everyone uh, does the kissy face and it's because it actually does a cool thing like it does make you look more I look like the bunny fabulous. I look like a fucking bunny like if you put your lips like this uh-huh. you just look more beautiful you're gorgeous am I right? you're so gorgeous so gorgeous wow <laughs> she looks marvelous shall we get to our very special <laughs> guest our yeah. VIB fuck yeah she's amazing so we hung out with Laganja Stranja today uh, to record a segment for a festival that's going to air on 420 and in the meantime we caught up about her show that's happening on April 16th yeah tickets are in the link to this show also we will be posting on our IG about it uh, yeah she's going to be doing Hyconic yeah which is an excitingly perfect name for her performing her whole discography yeah it's gonna be intense the way she was breaking it down to us i was like yo this is a real show yo if you have not been following her uh, ig live lately you're so missing out i mean she's got the best ig live and like just story all everything going on right now like like crazy moves beautiful outfits dances music fun guests great time great time Mm -hmm. also hit us up if you have any egg dyeing any recipes any easter food like i just want to see people's food right now send me your food pics hit me with that porn please yeah cream pie stories (laughs) dish racks all that good stuff that's been coming in yeah when jesus came back did you hear who he started dating no who cream pie mary cream pie mary (laughs) they look so good together too like he's happy She's great. Like, it's a really cool, like, I know we have to keep writing, like, what we've been told to from divine beings upon high, but also, can we do a little gossip in the Bible? (laughs) They look happy together. They look so happy together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, happy holidays to everybody out there. Hope you're staying healthy, happy, and cozy. Yeah, happy holidays. Passover, Easter, and 420 for the whole month. Exactly. Enjoy. The highest holiday of all. Yeah. Enjoy. And uh, keep sending us stories of how you're how you're doing in this uh, quarantine time. Damn right. So without further ado, here is a celebratory, delicious interview with... Laganja Stranja. Hey! What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Ooh, it's going so good. I'm a little bit high, mm-hmm. and I'm a lot of bit happy. How are you? I'm feeling great. I'm baked. My cheeks are tight. We have a great guest. Yeah, we do. Let's roll into it. Hi, Laganja Stranja. Hello, hello. My cheeks are also tight, but I don't know if they were talking about the same kind of cheeks. Oh! <laughs> tight butt cheeks. <laughs> oh. My gluteus maximus is feeling gorgeous. You yeah. have not slowed down one bit during this quarantine. No, not really. I've slowly put on the brakes, but not really. You're right. I mean, no wonder you're like gluteus maximus and all the rest of you is looking so fit and fabulous because you're just like still moving at a million miles an hour doing shows and all sorts of stuff. Well, thank you. But, you know, in all fairness, the camera does cut from the nipples up. So, you know, the, the weight gain has been real, I think, for everyone across the board on this quarantine. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I had a fight with my jeans the other day when I tried to put them on. <laughs> I've had a fight with my drag clothes, so I feel you. Yeah. Is it the, is the move where you have to lay down on the bed and kick the legs in the air and then just kind of shimmy back and forth? Is that the move? 
I had to go get my neighbor to zip it up. I couldn't do it. Oh my God. I actually left my house because I wanted to just like have some space to breathe because I couldn't get my pants zipped inside the house. And I actually stood in my like weird little alleyway on the way out to my front gate and like sucked it all the way in and zipped them. Barely happened. Managed though. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're not eating right, then you're not doing quarantine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well said. Like, nobody knew what the playbook was going to be for quarantine. So as we make it up, as we go along, we're treating ourselves so well. I mean, yeah, I saw people were going to the grocery store. So, Mama, I hit it to the dollar store, and I brought every prepackaged canned good pasta sauce, pasta. I mean, you name it, I got it. So I'm just like, okay, what are we making tonight? Yeah. How's your stash? I was just going to ask, oh, how's yeah. your stash? Sorry, too? I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah. You know, when we first started the quarantine, my stash was real lovely. I had some lovely gifts from Maven and 3C Farms and uh, curated cannabis. But Mama had gone through those real quick at almost right towards the end of March. So you know what? My stash has been having to be stocked uh, pretty much weekly right now. Yeah, she's not on her game. Wow. Yeah, I know. Is it, are you... Rough times out here in the quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> Little dabbers looking at you like, what's going on? Yeah, no, she is not a fan of the smoke, so she's not bothered. She's like, yeah, mommy, and the less of that, the better. More ball playing, less smoking. There you go. Wait, is she next to you? Can we get a, a little dabber look? Look at the baby. Hi, baby. Oh, her she ears. Got, so fun. She got a new tennis ball, so she is really feeling that. um you have a show this week yes what i want to hear all about it yes iconic it's my one woman show coming april 16th at 8 p.m you can view it from anywhere around the world it is on stageit.com if you just go there and type in laganja or iconic or both you will find it tickets are only ten dollars and it is a 30 minute show where i will be reviewing all of the music I've ever made, including the songs that I am a feature on. So that's Alaska Thunderfucks, Give Me All Your Money, Krista Young's Gold Girl Barbecue. Yeah. Uh, she's, you know, had some features in her day. So I'm really excited. It's a very uh, physically demanding show of myself to be able to perform my whole discography in 30 minutes. But I have a really good plan and I'm going to be able to move around, around my house. I'm going to reprise my iconic performance that I did uh, recently on my car where I jumped off the top of it into splits Um, (laughs) and you know use all the spaces around my house because I've really taken this time in quarantine to be challenged as an artist to try to do things that I couldn't normally do in a club so you know I'm going to utilize my shower and just a whole bunch of things it's it's going to be a really fun iconic show lots of smoking lots of sex and a lot of style Wow. You are beautifully creative. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I am coming up with the whole show myself. I'm working with a mixer to create the custom 30-minute mix because I really didn't want to have to be focused on playing stop and start throughout the show and be my own DJ. So there's going to be a mix that runs throughout it that, you know, I'm working with her on and uh, my two friends will, who I've been quarantining with, will be able to help me with the lighting and the moving of the camera. But It's really going to be a testament, I think, to my craft as an artist and as a drag queen. I've seen a lot of drag queen shows online, and I don't want to toot my own horn, but, you know, most of them put up a backdrop and lip sync a song, and I'm really going to try to put on a show like you would see out in the real world without all of this. 
Yeah. Speaking of, I've seen some of your, uh, I've joined some of your IG lives to watch you performing. And I love that like beaded curtain that you were using to full effect not too long ago. It was great. Yeah. So that's actually in my house. It's so funny. A lot of people are like, her house must be set up like this. And I'm usually like, no girl, I've moved a million things, but <laughs> the beaded curtain does live here full-time she is a full-time feature i get my britney spirit i did it again fantasy every day and uh, it's really fun i don't know that i'll have it when i'm in my 40s but in my 30s i love it yeah everyone needs a beaded curtain at one time or another i think so you know i think you're you're supposed to do it in college but i missed that so yeah do you have a lava lamp I don't. I, I did when I was younger, of course. Um, but I'm actually not opposed to a lava lamp now. My, I think my style right now is very much like the bungalow I live in. It's, it's you know, very 1970s kind of vibe. So a lava lamp would be cool. I, I kind of need that now all of a sudden. <laughs> you, I know I, what I'll be ordering after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> oh, honey, that's not till December. I, I'm going to need it now. Now you've put it in my mind. And I... I don't dream it, I be it. Mm. Love that. <laughs> we just chatted uh, for a, a segment that's going to air for the High Stream 420 Festival next week, and you were smoking on that glass piece. Can you tell us for the podcast what that is? Yeah, so I'm smoking out of one of my many Daily High Club pieces. They're a really cool uh, organization online that ship out boxes every month, and inside that box you usually get one big glass piece. Sometimes there's two, there might be a smaller chillum or glass tips, but there's always one bigger piece and then papers and lighters and everything else that you would need, all the accoutrement, as my friend would say. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I just love it because it, they're, they're really great pieces, but also if you break it, well, hey, you got one coming next month. Yeah. The, I think the first Daily Hive Club box I ever saw, it was, a, it was a pipe in the shape of a giant fatty and it was like maybe, uh, Tommy Chong, I think. Yeah, it was, it was like a yeah. big white. It was one. a big bat. It was great. One is this like little champagne bottle. It's so oh. cute. I oh, love yes. it. That's it's so sweet. Golden iridescent. Uh, it's really cool, and it says um, "Established 2015 Los Angeles" on there. So you know, as an LA girl, I love that. So sweet. What's the? Can you show that uh, one that's 3D printed too? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So this is actually a heady piece of glass, I believe, as the kids say, uh, <laughs> meaning that it's more expensive and I guess more like on the art side. Um, but I got this in Colorado at a really cool store called Purple Haze that my friend Katie is like the director of all of them for glass. And this was, I just love this piece because, oh look, it does say it on here. And I was right, K-U-H-N-S, Coons, I was right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, it's 3D printed, which I thought was a really cool addition to the glass that's actually blow blown in there. And then the bottom, there's this awesome Aztec man. And that's it just so kind cool. of reminded me of Versace too. So I really loved that. Oh yeah. You carry that around in like a clutch and pull it out. Everyone's going to stop in their tracks. Well, I don't really carry that around because it's expensive and nice, but I do always carry around my hot smokes little um, container for the joints. People always love that. It just adds that extra little... Wow. Wait, will you do the pose for the screenshot for the podcast? Will you do the pose real quick? <laughs> Gorgeous. I'm so great, happy to hang with you right now because we would have all been hanging out a whole bunch in Austin for South by Southwest. I know. I was so looking forward. It would have been my first time ever to really attend South by Southwest as a 
speaker and performer, you know, I, I went last year um, as an influencer for Stars, one of their television shows, um, which was so fun, but I was only there for that event. So this would have been so cool, especially because we all would have been together in my, in my home state of Texas. Yeah. I've never been to Texas. Oh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I know. I, I know. can't believe you've never been. It's so huge. How have you never made it there? Well, I'm Canadian, so I'm still getting to know a lot of the, like, Okay. What does that US. mean? It just means, like, well, what do you you're know far. about Canada? I, I know far. everything about you Canada. <laughs> you had your own territory to be exploring. Yes, I did. And now I need to go to Texas and, like, find out all the things that well, I that's, don't that's know. Well, that's fine. 2021, I know, will be there again. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. I hope so. And we have two. I mean, I know that we will have you and Open Mike Eagle on to do the actual social uh, justice awareness art and entertainment uh, panel that we would have done. So we'll, we'll be arranging yes, that in the near future for anyone listening who will want to tune in to hear that. Super excited about doing that for sure. Love Mike. He's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Heck yes. Both of them. Wait, I got, I got one more question for you before we got to go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is the first thing you're going to do after quarantine is mm. over? I've been getting this one and I love my answer because it's really true. I just want to go to Chili's. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! I mean, they sponsor me, but they're not sponsoring me to say that. It's just the truth. I love my home Chili's. You know, I grew up in Dallas where it's originally from. So it just reminds me of home and it's out here in Encino, which is just a lovely little middle of nowhere town. And it's great. I love it there. And I just want to go there with my friends, stoned off my ass, get some chips and salsa and mm -hmm. just live my fantasy. Wait, is that where you went for your birthday on the weed bus? It is. I took 10 of my best friends and we all took the weed bus, got medicated, you know, we're drinking a little champagne. And then, yeah, we went to Chili's, ate, got back on the bus, did more of the same and all went to bed by 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best birthday ever. That is so it honestly ideal. It was the perfect way to bring in 31. It was like, I'm still cool. I'm still real. And I'm still reasonable. And yeah. I that. And in bed by yeah. 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. That's 31. That looks good. <laughs> 31 never looked better on anyone. <laughs> oh, you're so fun. Oh, man. Well, thank you. I'm so glad uh, we got to see you today and that we'll get to Absolutely. see you perform on Thursday the 16th. Yes, please tune in. Get your tickets. Stageit.com. Search for Laganja. One and night only. Oh, my God. One night only. And we will have the link to that in our show description for this episode. And also we will do a post about it on our IG. So just go wherever you're wondering where this link is, we will have it everywhere for you. Yes. You guys are the best. You're always so supportive. I so appreciate you both. And uh, happy early 420. I can't wait to be sharing it with you in digital land uh, on the High Stream Festival. Yeah. Perfect. Can't wait. Uh, you're just so fun. I, if anybody wants to fuck with us, you can follow us at Weed and Grove on Instagram. And where do we find you, Gorgeous? At Laganja Stranja everywhere, right? On all platforms except for TikTok because someone stole my name and I was late to the game. So that is the only Laganja Astranja. Damn right. Ooh, That's you right. <laughs> <laughs> now they look at it and they're really mad. They're like, oh, she ended up winning even though I tried. I know. Soon I'll get my blue check there. That's the last step. Mm -hmm. Damn right. That's it. Uh, okay, thank you for hanging with us. Bye, little dammers. I see you in the corner. Oh, she's over here chilling. She's, look, I told you, she just wants this tennis ball thrown.
I love you both so much. See you guys later. I love you. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.